Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 831. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 91. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We'll continue on with our study of Psalms, but first a word from this sponsor. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying that I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Psalm 91 doesn't tell us who it's written by or anything like that. It just jumps right in and it goes like this. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. 
I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So interesting psalm might be familiar. Uh, Certainly parts of this are a familiar psalm to me. You may know one of the Hebrew words that would be used in the Hebrew version of this. Of course, Hebrew being the language that the all of the book of Psalms were originally written in before translated later into Greek and then, of course, much, much later into English. And so the word here, you will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. The Hebrew word for Almighty here is Shaddai. And if you've ever heard Amy Grant's song, El Shaddai, she's singing about God Almighty. And so this is a reflection on the name of God here used by the Jewish people for the the mighty and powerful God, remembering that nature of God, the God that protected and preserved them so long as they were faithful to him. And that was, of course, one of the problems that they had trouble with, as you may recall, being unfaithful and, and then losing that protection of God. Now, of course, This is only one chapter, and there are other places in the Bible where people like Job, who did nothing wrong, still aren't protected by God and still are tested in their faith, and bad things happen to him. But this is a reminder that God is capable, that God is almighty, that God can save us. Not so much, I would say, a promise that God will save us. The old spiritual used to go, Didn't my Lord deliver Daniel? Why not every man? And that is a question perhaps for another day, but we're going to look at what this particular psalm is saying here. And it's talking about the strength of God. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. The shadow of the Almighty seems like a pretty good place to be, especially if there is trouble around. I I think of when I was in college and I lived down the hill from school in an old rectory of a church that I was going to and I had six or seven roommates depending on the semester and one of them was an all-state Greco-Roman wrestler and one of them was kind of my size six foot three except at least 50 pounds more and he was so strong that he threw me on his shoulder one day and ran upstairs with me and I am you know, I was much skinnier in those days, but I always thought if I got in trouble, that I wanted those guys to show up in the door behind me. If I answered the door and there was there was trouble there, I wanted those guys to be right behind me. And even more so, wouldn't you want to be in the shelter in the shadow of the Almighty, knowing that God is there and that protection that God can give because of the power of God? And he says, I will surely save you. And then there's a lot of things that we're going to be saved from here. The fowler's snare. I like that one. So uh, basically, if you are a fowler, you are someone who catches birds. And so the fowler is setting snares to catch people or to catch birds. But in this case, I think we're talking about the other kind of snares that we would fall for. And so this might be the devil's snares, for instance. Or deadly pestilence. Well, deadly pestilence, we just went through something with deadly pestilence, and we were certainly praying a lot for salvation from that, and some were saved and some were not. He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. Now, one of the things we have to remember is that Psalms is a poetic book. It is songs, 
And so when we talk about he will cover you with his feathers, it doesn't really necessarily imply that God has feathers, but it's using this image of a mother hen, for instance, gathering her chicks and covering them over with her wing or her feathers. So under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. So you're not going to fear the terror by night nor arrows flying by day. So we've got whatever we're afraid of at night, and that might be things real or that might be things imaginary. Certainly some of the things I'm afraid of at night don't last into the morning. I wake up and realize that was a silly thing to be afraid of. The arrow that flies by day seems like a very reasonable thing to be afraid of. We're talking about war here. We're talking about violence. The pestilence that stalks in the darkness. So again, disease, plagues that destroy at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it won't come near you. It would be difficult to be confident in God and in the protection of God if a thousand are falling at your side or 10,000 at your right hand. But the implication of the psalmist here is that you're observing with your eyes and seeing the punishment of the wicked. So some of those people who are falling are falling for reasons. They're falling because they were wicked, apparently. And so we're observing them and watching things go. Now, this is, again, one warning here is I wouldn't immediately all assume, like all of Job's friends did, that if you see a friend who's getting pestilence or arrows flying or who doesn't look like they're covered with feathers, I would not assume that they are wicked because the friends of Job assumed that incorrectly. And certainly we don't know everything that's going on. So remember that story here. But this is telling us something. It's telling us about God more than it's telling us, I think, necessarily about our situation. Talking about all the things that God is more powerful than. If you say the Lord is my refuge and and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. For he'll command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. I want that, right? I want that. I want I want to be guarded in my tent or even in my house, since I don't go in my tent that often. I want God's angels surrounding me. I want God's angels surrounding you and those that you love. They'll lift up your hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You'll tread on the lion and the cobra. You'll trample the great lion and the serpent and the serpent here, I certainly think of Satan, but the lion and the cobra, we're talking about things that are dangerous. Now, you may recognize that you will not strike your foot against a stone. This is the portion, this is a portion of scripture that Satan uses when he's trying to tempt Jesus. Sure, jump off the temple here because God has promised that you won't strike your foot against a stone. So if it sounds familiar, it may sound familiar for that reason. And of course, he was misusing that scripture because Jesus said, you should not put God to the test. You shouldn't put yourself in the situation where God has to save you just because you do something dumb like jumping off the temple. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So God here is talking about the one he loves. He's talking about you. He's talking about me. He's talking about those that he loves and saying that he has protection, that he will answer him when he was in trouble. doesn't say the trouble will avoid him, but he will answer him in trouble, deliver him and honor him. 
with long life that will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Sounds great. Count me in. I pray that this week that God will bless you, that God will protect you, that God will save you, and that all of those things that you are afraid of, that God will save you from them. And with that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, Here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together... You've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus... I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.